you know that old saying about used car salesmen how nobody wants to be around them because it feels sleazy and icky uh and it doesn't feel really personal so when you talk about social social intimates connection it, it, it's it means community in some ways and so how can i make sales without without being sleazy or salesy how can i make sales by connecting with people in a way that feels authentic, real, and community community based or communal is the word that I'm looking for. So that's that's what social selling or social sales means to me, man. Welcome to Making Sales Social Live as we share LinkedIn and social selling training, strategies, and tips that will have an immediate impact on your business. Join Bryn Tillman and me, Bob Woods, every week. Making Sales Social Live. This is the recorded version of our weekly Making Sales Social Live show. My guest for this episode of Making Sales Social is Robert Kennedy III, president of Kinetic Communications, which is a minority-owned training firm. Robert has a mission to equip one million leaders with the ability to impact, influence, and inspire through communication and storytelling. And speaking of communication and storytelling, today we're going to be talking about finding your voice and your story that connects, which is really important for salespeople and people on sales teams and things like that, because everything in my mind, and I'm sure that Robert would agree with this, comes down to being able to tell stories that resonate, stories that connect, stories that your audience of prospects can identify with so that they'll want to have a conversation with you. And then you can continue to tell stories and stories are actually very important in that regard as well. So Robert, welcome. Thank you very much for joining us. Appreciate your time. Hey, Bob, listen, I love your name, by the way. Um... Ah, yeah, I love yours too. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I'm so a junior listen. too. So yeah. So listen, I'm a speaker, yeah. right? And I, I like to make like a little bit of an entrance here. So please do. I just need you. I need you to do this for me. Just say, ladies and gentlemen, introducing Robert Kennedy the Third. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing Robert Kennedy the Third. And if you're with us in audio right now, his Zoom has like confetti coming down and stuff like that. It's great. I'm gonna have to learn how to do that because that's amazing. Thank you very much for that. Yeah. That's too cool. That is too cool. So, uh, so our our first traditional question here on making sales social is: What does making sales social mean to you? Wow, you know that old saying about used car salesmen, how nobody wants to be around them because it feels sleazy and icky. Uh, and it doesn't feel really personal. So when you talk about social, social intimates connection. It, it, it's, it means community in some ways. And so how can I make sales without, without being sleazy or salesy? How can I make sales by connecting with people in a way that feels authentic, real, and community-based community, community based or communal is the word that I'm looking for. So that's that's what social selling or social sales means to me, man. Yeah, it's interesting that you bring up that analogy too, because you're kind of going from uh, one to one, which is with yeah. that proverbial used car sales person, which there are good used car salespeople out there, by the way, too. But, yeah. um, <laughs> but um, you know, so so you're actually talking about almost two two different types of communication and storytelling, the the one-to-one -one as well as the one to a broader audience as well. Yes. Yep. 
Fantastic. Yes. Yeah. So I think when you're dealing with the one-to-one, -one, I think that the, the concept is the same in both in that in order for people to listen to you, in order for people to connect with you and engage with you, you've got to hit them somewhere. And typically that is in a place of, of emotion of some sort. A lot of us think that we sell by giving the data, giving the facts, but people ultimately make decisions through an emotion where, where all things considered are even, uh, they're gonna make a choice based on what makes them feel better so emotions is is where we've got to hit people and storytelling is key for that yeah yeah that's 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 fantastic and, and it actually dovetails really well in, in into my next question which this whole concept of finding your voice and your story that connects i guess tell me about the the genesis of that and 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 how you apply that in in what you do especially in your training and things like that yeah a lot of times when I was doing public speaking coaching, I would really have people come to me and they would ask, okay, what are the specific things? What are the specific techniques that I need to use in order to be a better public speaker or in order to appear, to appear more confident? And I would typically say, well, you've got to really show up as yourself. You've got to be your best self. You've got to find your superhero. You've got to show up as finding your own voice and that's really what is attractive to people and when when i stated that a lot of people weren't really clear on what it meant to find their own voice because they were already lacking confidence they were uncertain and so we would go through this process of what it means to find your own voice some people especially people who came from other countries thought that their accent for example, was mm -hmm. this thing that inhibited them from speaking or communicating. And I would say, no, that's, that's the thing that makes you uniquely you. That's your superpower. How about we lean into that and then add a couple other things that will then help you to connect even better with your audience. So finding your voice really comes from what is the thing that is uniquely you that you can lean into. And that may be an attribute that you have, or it may be an experience that you've had that you can lean into that allows you to be able to more effectively connect with people. Yeah. So um, you've kind of gotten in into the process uh, a little bit there, but is there is there like a formal process behind that or or is it more about um, being being more um, not reflective, inflective, is that a word, but something along those lines about, um, you know, who you are and, and what you do and how you feel and what type of person you are that contributes to your story. Is, is there like a kind of a formal process about that? Or is it just like a bunch of looking inward? Well, it's, it would, it's different for everybody, but you really ultimately want to find out what are the things that really make you uniquely you? And sometimes it's the thing that we are scared of. And sometimes it's the thing that we take for granted, right? That's so why I'm example, asking this question. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why I'm asking the question. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so for example, my wife says to me, babe, can you look up something on Google for me? And I'm like, do you have the same Google I have? Why don't you look it up? <laughs> <laughs> right but she's my brother-in-law's no. the same way yeah my right. my brother-in-law's the same way it's like she dude, says, you no, got a phone I, <laughs> I, yeah i she says no if when i look it up i don't get the same answers that you get you there's something that you do there's a way that you search that allows you to go in and you grab some answers and you grab this thing 
easily and it takes me 10, 15 minutes to grab the answer. And so I think each of us has that. Each of us has that thing that we do naturally, easily, innately, that we just don't even pay attention to and everybody else is blown away by it or they're like, oh my gosh, that's go ask really Robert, go ask Bob, that thing. Yeah, that's interesting. Wow, yeah, that's something. That's, you know, something I, I think that people who are listening are like, yeah, either I know someone who's like that or yeah, I'm the person that they go to for that <laughs> type of thing. Yep. And then if you start multiplying that and thinking about that in different types of situations, there's yeah. probably very similar types of things where you're either on the asking side or you're on the uh, on the delivery side of things. Well, and, and I'll go to another another layer with this. Sometimes sure. it's simply experiences that we've had, right? A lot of times when we when I talk about storytelling, people say, I don't know how to tell a story or I don't have a story to tell. Nothing right. extraordinary has happened in my life. I've got two arms, two legs, two eyes, two noses, no one knows, <laughs> um, right? I've got, everything's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Everything's <laughs> going great in my life. What story do I tell? And I say, listen, some of the things that you've gone through in your life that are just normal for you are experiences that are encouraging for other people. For example, you at some point took a driver's test, a road test for your, for your license, right? What was that like? Did you feel nervous about it? Did you pass it the first time? Was there ever a time in school where you were uncertain about something or a test or an exam and you had to study hard or study different? Um, and you probably forgotten those experiences, but we all have these things. Is there some, is there a skill that you had to learn for work? Is there a new application or software that you had to, to learn in order to, to do something at work or to accomplish a project or meet a deadline of some sort? You're just living life, walking by these things, but these are simple tidbits that people go through, that people experience. And when you share how you walk through it, you don't know there's somebody else who's freaked out by that very thing that says, oh my gosh. Looking to up your LinkedIn game? The Social Sales Link team has you covered with our LinkedIn Sales Accelerator, a guided social selling program that includes training, coaching, and so much more. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash in for more details. Again, that's socialsaleslink.com slash in. Robert could do that thing, if Robert could pass his road test, if Robert could pass his road test after failing it once or twice, you know, then, mm -hmm. then I should probably go back for mine as well. And so if we turn that towards a sales uh, perspective, when yeah. you're speaking to your audience, when you're speaking to your potential customers, a lot of times we come at our customers with the product, with the information, with the data. And what customers really want to know is, will this work for me? Will my problem be solved? Or is, or how do I know? And so instead of me just saying, yeah, 49% of people do blah, 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 blah. My response to connect with them is, you know what? I went through a similar experience, right? If I'm using real estate as an example, I speak to a lot of real estate companies, real estate agents, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So I might say, listen, if you're, if you're trying to convince somebody about buying a home and the process of buying a home. I lean into, you know what? I remember my first home buying experience. I remember what it was like. I remember having to go through the inspection. I remember having to go to the bank. I remember 
freaking out about the pre-approval. I remember having, I thought it was simple and there were all these different people that I had to speak to. And you know what? It was scary, but here's the thing. And here's the nugget that I want to pass on to you that helped me make it through. Yeah. 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 It's interesting because it, from, from everything that you've told me, it, it kind of seems like that um, to develop these stories, people actually need to be a little more present in their own lives so that mm. they can think yeah. about things, think about, oh, okay, you know, maybe I can use this as a story or, you know, I'll just kind of store that, or maybe I'll even write something down because it may come back to haunt me, haunt me in quotes, obviously one day, um, you know, like that type of thing. Would, would you agree with that, that, that people should probably be a little more present in their own lives, come up with this stuff? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'll share two things. Number one, there's this great book by a guy named Matthew Dix books called story worthy. And he has this practice in his book where at the end of each day, he just writes down five things that happened during wow. that day. Right. And then as he writes, after he writes down those five things, he writes down five little lessons. They could be big lessons. They could be just, you know, small. It doesn't really matter, but he just now has a story vault that he continues to build. Right. So that's mm -hmm. the first thing. The second thing is if anybody's ever heard of Simon Sinek, Simon Sinek has yep. this great Ted talk, how great leaders inspire action. And he's got this book, start with why. And inside of that, he tells all of these different stories about different companies. And he ultimately says, people don't care what you do. They really care about why you do it. Right. So if I want to, if I want to be able to connect with people, especially now when they're bombarded by all sorts of information and options, People are now looking a little bit deeper into, okay, do I want to follow this person? Is this person just going to kind of grab my money and then leave? Or <laughs> are they in it for the long haul? Are they committed to this? What's, what's, the, what's the rest of their story? That's why social media works, right? Because yeah. you know, people, people follow your stories. People mm -hmm. follow your stories on social media because they want to know why. Why you do what you do and, and who you are. So if you begin to lean into... The, the, your your daily experiences and and what that means and what the lessons are that you're learning you'll find that you'll be able to engage and connect with people a lot easier because they're having human experiences just like you yeah so so showing that you're human i mean as because i see so much content out there yeah. that is like it's it sounds like it probably came off of chat GPT nowadays. Uh, you know, it's like, it's, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's devoid of anything human. You could even yeah. tell, you know, it's probably a robot clanking out stuff in, in the background and there's, there's, there's nothing personal. And I, I think that when people hear, Ooh, personal, I've, I've, I've got to get personal. I'm uncomfortable with, with getting personal. You don't have to get truly personal. I mean, you right. could take like an element of a story, apply it to whatever it is that you're selling or whatever, without getting too personal. And yet yeah. come up with a good story that will resonate with the people, the audience of prospects that you're trying to have a sales conversation with. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I, you know, and sometimes people think about personal as this deeply vulnerable stuff, and it doesn't always yeah. have to be that, right? So if I think about this company, Warby Parker, <laughs> Warby Parker is a company, they make glasses, right? And here's how the company started. And this is on their website, you can go to their website about page, it says, mm -hmm. there were a bunch of kids, they went camping, and one of the one of the students lost their glasses, and they were in college. And they lost their glasses, went back to school and realized that they couldn't afford glasses anymore because 
because they were just super expensive and they spent the entire semester squinting and they decided Ooh. at that point that they were no longer going to have people live in a world where having eyeglasses was an expensive process right and so yeah. that was the principle that's the origin story of warby parker and a lot of us have that's a reason why we do certain things that's the reason why a lot of companies were formed people finding a solution to a problem that they experienced themselves um if you're thinking about social selling again you might be selling a service or a product why is it that you sell that service or product is it because there was a challenge that you experienced or did you see somebody experience it or did somebody in your family experience it and so you're like okay yeah i want to i want to sell this or i want to do this or i want to share this solution because i know the effect of it or i know the effectiveness of it right yep. so yeah we've got to lean into that yeah, absolutely. So now kind of taking a, a bit, a little bit of a flip on that. And you'll understand why I'm saying that in a second here is yeah. something that just came out is that LinkedIn's algorithm is now starting to favor expert content more rather than yes. just the raw personal stories that work better on, you know, say Facebook. I, I used to use the phrase, the Facebookification, which is a mouthful in and of itself of yeah. LinkedIn. So with that in mind, um, how do you think that people can alter their content to make it more expert thought leadership oriented to take advantage, uh, to take better advantage of this shift in the LinkedIn algorithm? I love that. So if you think about Facebook, a lot of times people just share information just to share it. Hey, y'all, I went to Paris today. Here's a picture. All right. Hey, y'all, <laughs> I'm eating at this new vegan restaurant today. Here's a picture of my plate. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. What, what is the point that you want to make? What is the thing that you really want people to know or take away? So if you're thinking about LinkedIn, you, you can still share stories. What I would think about is, okay, what is the expert point or what is the, the solution that you're wanting to point people to with that story? So I might start out with a challenge that people have. So if I think about storytelling, stories have four main elements, context, characters, conflict, and conclusion, yeah. right? And so what is the conflict that people are having? So if you, if, you, if you can highlight that conflict and highlight a teaching point inside of that, that conflict in your post, then you can, of course, you can include a story on how you got mm -hmm. to that teaching point or something that you shared with an audience but you really want to point it towards um, something that that gives a, a I would I don't want to say makes business sense, but something <laughs> yeah. that that has a a professional point of some sort that um, you know you can have hashtags for and LinkedIn can say yeah this is professional content this is this is valuable content that that caters to the type of audience that we're seeking to reach. Excellent. Very good. Very, very good stuff. So um, we all love those. And by all, I mean me, but I think that other people would agree with this. We all love those one thing that you can do right now, takeaways kind of thing. So what's the one thing that salespeople can do right now to build a story that connects with their audience of prospects? Wow. So I think the one thing that I would say is um, look for, focus on your audience first find out what it is that your what's the biggest challenge that your audience is facing and then once you have figured that thing out lean into a either a personal story or a story of your clients 
that you can use to really bring that that point home or show how that challenge can be navigated. Very, very good. And that's concise too, which is one of the which which is one of the other things I like about the just one thing things because it's like boom, do this, yep. do it now. So that's great. If people want to learn more about you and your offerings, Robert, where can they go? The simplest place to go is get in touch with rk3.com. That has all my social channels. Anything that I'm doing is there. My speaker website is robertkennedy3.com. But if you go to get in touch with rk3, as in Robert Kennedy third, rk3, get in touch with rk3.com. That's the easiest place to get all of my information. All right, cool. And then, and then just so people know, whenever he says three, it's actually the number three and you're not three. spelling yes. out the word three. So get in touch with rk three, the number three, don't type that part yep. out, dot com. Dot so com. with yep. that, Robert Kennedy, the third, I'm going to call you an, a communicator extraordinaire because you've just proven that that's what you are, sir. Thank you for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Bob. I appreciate your time. You're a fantastic interviewer, my friend. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And thank you for streaming this episode of Making Sales Social. So remember when you're out and about this week, be sure to make your sales social. Thank you. Don't miss an episode. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. Register for free resources at linkedinlibrary.com. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.